Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you about a way that can help you set up your day and you can feel better about the opportunities that come your way when they hit. So guys, listen, we all have different schedules and we all have different lives, but I can guarantee that many of you that are listening to this might have busy, chaotic, lovely, sweet, joyful, <laughs> messy lives. Um, I know the one that's talking does. So, you know, here I am like journaling out loud. This is my personal experience coming to the table right now. So welcome, have a seat, let's get started. <laughs> so for me, my life is extremely joyful and busy. So when I say my favorite Bible verse, people, you know, we need a favorite Bible verse in our life. There is one Bible verse that has carried me through each and every day of my life. Um, so this Bible verse, Psalm 118.24, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. You know, each day we're giving a day to praise, to find joy. And in my pockets of time, there are places where I can fit in this writing life, which brings me great joy. And so I want to talk with you guys about that a little bit. So what does a typical day look like for you? You know, just kind of go over it in your mind for a minute. And then think about your writing life. Now, there are many people that have full-time author careers. And I am just so thankful that they do have that opportunity to push their words forward every single day that way. Or, you know, they'll talk about their routine that they have. And, you know, I transition to full-time author when, you know, I hear stories of authors and I know that there are many, many authors out there doing that life. Then there's others like me who are blessed with full-time jobs and families and, and life that require a lot of attention. And then our author world comes in those pockets of time. 
And so that's my category. So I just wanted to give it straight up with you guys that, you know, y'all know I've been, this is my 21st year. I'm about to clock it down, y'all. We've got <laughs> like six more days until final exams and we have exams and graduation. But I'm telling y'all, I'm, I'm about to hit number 21. Yes, y'all. For real. Um, so, you know, I've been in education for, for, gosh, for most of my life. And I've written you know, prolifically, and people will say, well, how do you do it? Well, I do it in the pockets of time that I'm given. And so I bank books, I bank ideas, I write, you know, make lists, I research in times when I'm not able to write, I'm researching and building up my ideas until when it comes time for me to have my time in front of the computer, it flows. And so I want to talk with you guys a little bit about that. Um, throughout my day, so, you know, work day, I'm not talking about a weekend. Now, my weekends are wide open, and that's when I can get a lot of this time. Like, I wrote chapter one um, a couple of weekends ago. Yeah, that's that's how far away it's been, because I've had to fill up my pockets of time with other things to prepare for our Youth Summit Conference and um, podcast and reading books for the podcast. Um, and I'm going to talk more about, you know, organizing your life around your major projects and what do you need what times do you need to you know fulfill in those pockets so for me it's important that I do some type of writing it's 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 what brings me joy it's what helps keep me balanced you know we talk about how do you keep your balance life um writing needs to be a part of that for me I just feel better when I'm writing um, after I've written. Um, There's so much positive emotion that's tied up with me and this author world that I find it to be a joy when I'm working. I'm not stressed when I'm in front of a computer and it's time for me to write this, you know, the, the second book of detective heather moody series you know i'm not i'm not worried a bit i'm not stressed i'm i'm relaxed i'm leaning in we talked about that in another podcast of how i love that with kelly martin's wwj conference but you know i'm leaning into my own work be just because it brings me joy so that's one of the reasons why i do this work you know, my main reason, of course, is, you know, to glorify the Lord with my writing. And, and I hope that, you know, people have a place that they can come and they can just, let me say, experience a good story. Let's say, hopefully, you guys think they're good. Um, but it's also a place for me. This, you know, it's my time. It's, it's my joy. And I feel called to do this work. And so when I'm working in that space in that pocket of time I'm not like chaotic in my brain going oh no oh no this is you know I have to get such a short of you know got a short amount of time and I start feeling these feelings of stress when I move into my writing space time disappears and if I'm not careful it'll get away with me so I will set timers I will set alarms. I will give myself, you know, my pockets of time to make sure that I have other things in my life that I need to take care of. And so that's why the timed writing sprints really help me stay focused 
but also when I would be on a time writing sprint, when someone would pop into the chat, we would get off talking and I would be connecting with people and then that would pull me away from actually typing. So sometimes I do timed writing sprints just for me that I don't go live, that I do around the house. So for example, during the school day, I'm busy, constant, right? I have things scheduled out on the weekends. I will have posts that I schedule. I will have um, blog posts. I will have different activities that I know that are coming up that I want to promote. And so I will go ahead and like, I'll pre-work a lot of that stuff, okay? During the, So that's pockets of time that I have to think of. When I'm home, when I get home, I used to take naps. And I used to need those naps, guys, to kind of reset. Well, I've been taking vitamins. Yeah, I've been taking a multivitamin. Come on, Jen. Let's go. Um, I've been eating fruits. I've actually uh, been drinking a lot of water. I've started exercising a lot more, um, getting daily walks in. So I'm feeling more energized. You would think that the walking would tire me out. It does the opposite for me. It refreshes me and it resets me. And so, yes, instead of napping, I'm walking. However, I would nap longer than I walk. Um, so I am cutting down on my naps. I don't need them. I'm not as tired. There's another reason. I'm actually following Lauren Barrett's plan, her 30-day challenge. Uh, if you guys haven't picked up her book, she gives you some great tips on how to focus in on your well-being and one of them is you know I've set my bedtime alarm to go off super earlier than normal so the kids are like wow mama and it'll start dinging and, and I have my iPhone set to where to go off earlier so that way I'm removing myself from alerts and any kind of notifications that get me to looking because sometimes you know work emails will come in in the evenings and and I have to learn how to cut things off, right? So the bedtime comes in and only like certain family members, if they need to reach me, they can get me at a certain time. That's been helpful. Then I've been setting myself between nine and 9.30 and you're going, wait, Jen, aren't you cutting down your pockets of time? <laughs> but I'm getting healthier, guys. I'm feeling better. So, so what I'm doing is when I'm able to have my pocket of time, I'm not as tired. That's important. Writing is mental energy. We need that not so tired, foggy feeling. So when we are in our space, we're healthy and we're able to, you know, of course I feel relaxed when I'm writing, but I'm able to focus more because I'm not as tired. So here's what I was battling with, guys. And, and y'all know my personal issues. I tell you guys, y'all are my open journal. I was having issues with, you know, my heart, with my blood pressure. Um, I was having, you know, things happening with me. So before that, even before that, I was having issues with my sleep. And I was just tired a lot. And I was staying up later than normal. There would be days when I would try to write really late. I'm, and that's not happening for me anymore. Um, I used to do that when I was younger. So I had a completely different schedule when I was younger. I could stay up 
Well, getting up at 5.30 in the morning to hit this big, busy road, that's not happening for me anymore. That, oh, I'm going to stay up and watch this serial killer documentary, that's not, that is not good for me. Yes, I was researching and filling my pockets of time with research for my novels, but it wasn't healthy for me because I would wake up feeling like blah. And how can you, you know, work your day and get everything you need to accomplish with a fresh mind when you wake up that way? And I was having too many days feeling that way. And I realized it was my sleep schedule. So I started readjusting my sleep schedule. And sure enough, it's, it starts to hit me. And, you know, I've had to have a conversation with the boys. Um, and they're, they're my accountability partners, including my husband. But I told the boys so yesterday, they wanted to watch a movie. And I looked at the time. Our air conditioner had to break at the hottest day of the year. So 93 degree weather, you know how that goes. It, it decides to break. Um, and so we had to go get a unit, a, a, a smaller air conditioning unit until the bigger one comes in because it's so bad upstairs. Like we have to have something, the kids are miserable. So, we got them a unit, and we're, you know, we're making it work until the big one comes. We had the technician out yesterday, and he's got it on order, and hopefully it'll be in by next week. So, pray for cooler days for us. Um, but, we, you know, I had to run to, the, to Lowe's, and here I am like, oh, no, got to do this, and we now have to do that. And those things are not planned, right? Well, the kids wanted to have movie night. But I need to also go to bed by 9.30. And if we would have watched The Sound of Metal together, guess what, y'all? It would have pushed me up until 10.30 because we were looking at how long the movies last, right? And we were looking at the time. By the time we got back and Eli had to put in the um, air conditioning. And, and I'm like, you know what, babies? Like, we're just going to have to protect Mama's sleep time. And I'm like... Thank y'all for understanding, but there will be times when we will be able to start earlier. It's just today this happened, but I do have to take care of my sleep. I feel so much better, and they're like, okay, mama, and it was fine, and they, you know, Solomon was watching a basketball game, and then we were doing, you know, they were doing their own thing, and I went to sleep, <laughs> and I, I stuck to my schedule, and that's the thing. Even when life went crazy, and we had to go different directions, there are still some things that are protected and my sleep has got to be one of those because I do feel better but I guess what guys I got chapter two written yesterday and you're like wait what yeah not only did I get chapter two done I edited chapter one I went through it because on the way to work here I am you know on the big road and one day it hit me oh you need to add a couple more things into chapter one that you didn't kind of make an, a reference to. You need to build it up just a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, let me do that. Then I was like, how can I build up a little bit more for chapter two? You know, what is my next author craft moment? What can I do to kind of snapshot it? And that is to give a news alert from Dot because Dorothy Cottrell, she is one of my sidekicks in the book. 
and she can help keep that story going by making a comment outside of the police department you know she works for channel 7 news and she can say all right you know dot on the spot for the people right and and so dot's going to be coming up in this book again she's going to be in all of the books you know you know she's crafted after my aunt dot um the parts of her not all of her but she's going to you know be on the news so definitely um adding that in that's introducing that new character at the beginning of chapter two and so that's how you know i kind of started trying to plan out new things in the book because that wasn't on my jam board i hadn't even considered where dot was going to be popping in and she needs to pop in early because she is one of the main players in this book series so sure enough i got dot there right at chapter two and that's how i started it so i honored aunt dot and i went along my way and i started typing along before i knew it y'all words flow words flow so the first chapter after my edits yesterday was no joke 2777 words so i went back into my jam board i added my new word count for that chapter i put the date and then i was like okay i'm ready i have reconnected and, you know, I talk about not going back, but that's because if you're writing daily, you may not need to. But, guys, I needed to. It had been since, oh, my, a good, a good long minute um, before I was able to write again because of the conference and everything else I had going on with the podcasting. So, I had to connect back to my, my chapter. When I got into chapter two, it, I'm not saying it's the best thing. I would never say that ever about any of my work. I mean, it's my thing, but it's a thing. It's a thing now. Chapter two is a thing. It's in my document. It is a first draft. And I am pushing these words forward with a clear understanding that this is not a work of perfection. This is a work. It needs to get out of my head, put onto a page so I can do something with it in my UFC editing rounds. Because right now, it is to get it out. I am shocked that I am pushing out 2,500 word chapters from the get-go. Usually, that does not happen for me. Usually, I'm kind of like a nano pace. I'm like 1,600 to 2,000 words. If I get around 1,800 words in a chapter, I'm stopping. I'm keeping going. And then I'm always going back in with the editing and I'm filling in. Like I'm working on the dialogue. I'm working on particular pieces. And then with edits, I go in and I do some of the extra work, the imagery pieces. No, it's just all coming. At this point, chapter two, hit again. That was my nap time, y'all. That was the time after the dentist, before piano. So I had a pocket of time. You know, what am I going to do with this time? And I'm going to write if I can. And I was refreshed. And I was so proud. When I finished that chapter, I was excited. I had that sense of accomplishment. I had that adrenaline still running. And so when I go to piano, then I'm walking. I'm not just like, okay, I'm sitting in the car. You know, I'm rereading my chapter. No, the chapter's done. I'm not looking at my screen again. The rest of the night, I am not pulling up my computer. I have been very good about that. And that's a new change. 
And so I'm walking with Solomon. We get rained on. It was hilarious. It was cold rain. Um, but we had been so hot from in the house that it was refreshing rain. And, you know, we took a walk together and we were talking about goals and things that we wanted to do this summer and how we wanted to slow down and enjoy moments. And that's when I told him two podcasts for June. They've already been scheduled. Two podcasts for July. They've already been scheduled. The rest of it's protected time. The rest of it is family time. Um, my writing time. I'm on a deadline. I have to maintain my space. Keep me accountable, Solomon. Is what I was saying. He's like, Mama, I got you. I'm, I'm there. I'm with you. I'm gonna. I'll hold you back. And I'm like, you know, I have a busy week this week. I have a June 5th conference coming up. And then, you know, I'm switching gears. And that is my workshop for June. So, you know, when I do my Eventbrite and I have a, a free Eventbrite every month, this is my Eventbrite for June is the Monarch Method Conference. That is it. That is my, but it's not a free event. That was the $25 event where you get to stay with me all day and I talk you through how to write a novel from start to finish. Uh, how do I do this work? I mean, you can go back and listen to all the episodes, I hope, of the podcast and you can kind of pick up my tips and stuff. But you can grab your book, The Monarch Method, off of Amazon. It's on Kindle Unlimited for all my writers out there who use Kindle Unlimited for research and enjoyment. I love Kindle Unlimited. Um, so that's why I wanted to give back in that way and have that book so it could be easily accessible. Or you can get an ebook or paperback and get ready for that conference. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm really, I'm going to be protecting it. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to write. That's the thing. I'm protecting myself so I can write. And man, does it come. These past two chapters, now third chapter, woo, it could be an uphill climb. But I will let you know, the first two chapters, just getting out the first draft has been freedom and fun. And easy, easy moving through. And I'm still researching in the background. I told you guys that, you know, I want to now go into book twos of books that I had read for The Sunday Killer. I'm now moving into their series books to see how they are continuing their stories with book two. Like, how much do they give? So, that's where I was like a little worried. I will be honest. I did have that fear and I had to express my fear. I didn't hold it. So, I went to the one lady who has read series work for years and years and years. And that was my Aunt Dot. And she is my expert beta reader in my thriller world because this is her area of expertise is mystery. So, I'm like, you know what? Dot, I might be doing this wrong. I might be all off base here. Can you read chapter one? Oh, it's off to a great start. Okay, there we go. I'm good. I'm going on. Moving on. I got her stamp of approval. And I know y'all say, come on, that's your Aunt Dot. You know she loves all your work. But you know what? She would tell me with my series work because I asked her specific questions about it. I was like very explicit in my questions going, you know, Am I giving too much backstory or am I giving just enough 
Am I making sure that I'm not doing info dumps? Is it exactly the amount that I need to keep pushing this forward in case someone has picked up this book and it's a separate stand, you know, for them it's their standalone. It's their first book they've gotten. They didn't read The Sunday Killer. They could only find book two because they were in the library and they grabbed book two instead of book one. And so, and you know, I'm thinking of those considerations like, you know, how do I make sure that my characters are coming across in a way that people are going to quickly fall in love with them as much as I love them. Let's hope I'm doing a good job by setting it up. Um, And I'm trying to pay attention to their character development, but I know these characters so well. Um, And like I said, it was like welcoming old friends. And so it's like when I come back into my writing space in my pocket of time yesterday, I've already planned my novel. I've already organized it out. I already know the progression. And so when I sat there, quickly look at my Jamboard. Okay, chapter two started with dot, which I didn't have, but I needed. So I put dot in there. And just a quick clip introducing one of the um, key players from the book, from part one. Then, guess what? Went right on into them sitting around the table with Captain McBride and him telling them off and um, introducing them to another police department, which I stepped back a little. I thought I was going to do a magical Christmas wedding. I mean, I thought I was going to do my boyfriend's back. I thought I was going to do that town. But nope, Jackson came out. And so Jackson, North Carolina is patterned directly off of Maxton, North Carolina, where I'm from and was born and raised. And so when I went to type in the town, I thought I was patterning it off of Pembroke, which is also my adjacent town that I used for the my boyfriend's back. And Jackson came out. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. You know why? Because I just wrote Love Over Pizza. And so Jackson, I already have that Jackson community, you know, in my head. So Love Over Pizza was easy. That was a good transition for me. So I use that town now as my adjacent place where there's another, you know, incident that's happening and they're calling Heather. So that's cool. So I'm excited about, you know, exploring that opportunity because Jackson, I've made it to where it's outside of Raleigh in my book, but it's really my Maxton town. So it's easy to navigate through. I just can't use Beals again because Beals is in my book. Magical Christmas Wedding and The Sunday Killer. So Beals Hot Dogs is is the one that I use from home. And so when I have Beals Diner, you guys know that that y'all see the parallel there. But, you know, I got to start making sure that I don't cross-reference anything in these worlds. Um, I think I have them separate enough to where everything is going to flow. So I'm super excited about that. Um, that was easy. That just came out. So I've already built these existing worlds. Just how to put them all together. And that's what I love about world building. Is that when I've spent so much time in Love Over Pizza. It was so memorable to me. That when I'm pulling up this new material. Wow, there's my world. It just pops in my head. And it's easy. It's there. It's, it's something that now I just have to bring to light to the reader again because people that read you know the detective heather moody series may not read sweet romance holiday 
uh, Hallmarky type stuff of love over pizza. <laughs> um, so it's not like they know my world. So there again, I've got to make sure that I'm doing my world building piece. And I'm going to go back and look at a lot of the work that we did with the WWJ conference to, to kind of refresh myself onto those tips. But other than that, first draft, I'm just writing. And so pockets of time. What if today comes? Okay, so today's a new day. At 7 o'clock, I have an Eventbrite. And I've got tons of people that have registered for this children's book publishing. I'm excited to meet new people in the author community. What if I don't have a pocket of time today and I don't get to write it? So when I get home from work today, even though I have a clear schedule until 7 o'clock, and there's nothing on my calendar until 7 o'clock, I still have to cook, right? Eli cooked for me yesterday so I could have a pocket of time. So thanks to Eli, and he made his, his chicken and rice. That's his favorite meal. Um, You know, I had a wonderful Puerto Rican dish last night for supper. He cooked. I was so thankful for that. And he's going to help me, you know, with this balance. So I took advantage of that time because he's giving that to me too. But tonight, it's my turn. Now, Solomon's going to help me because we're making the steak subs. That's one of his favorite. We're doing ribeye steaks and chopping them up and um, having steak subs with them. That's an easy meal. Um, That's one of our favorite family meals. So we're definitely, you know capitalizing on some quick easy meals so maybe that won't take as long and if i cook early we still have enough time to get a walk in and then i'll have my comp my my little workshop but i might not get a pocket of time because after that workshop's over no more computer so i used my phone last night and i did a check around and people were asking me to send them an email address oh i'll get to it i sure will but I'm not pulling up things and, and working after a certain amount of time. And it's because in my job, in my regular day job, I have to be in front of a screen all day long. I do not have a breakaway until I step out of my office. And so that, again, even though I have my blue screen glasses, I, you know, I'm trying to protect myself. Guys, it is exhausting. So exhausting to be on that screen all day. And I have to have the cutoff time. And so, you know, when my next pocket of time comes and I'm able to send an email address out, that's when I will do it. I'm not going to do it late at night when I'd have to pull up my computer again and or go through and, and keep playing on my phone and messing with my phone. So, you know, I, I'm learning limits. Whoo. You heard that. And protected time. I've always talked with you guys about you know, protecting your writing time. But now I'm protecting my sleep. Sleep's important. So I'm, I'm feeling very good about my 9 to 9.30 change. Lowering my bedtime alarm to go off at like 7.45. Uh, so that way I'm not getting alerts. You know, I did have it to go off a little later. You know, I'm looking at my pockets of time and when can I write? And if I don't get it done because I have other things I have to do with the writing world, then that's okay because it's all advancing my author career in one way or the other. And if it's not, then that's when I'm learning to back away. 
And so, you know, protecting my reading time is also important. So for this week, for example, I've already read Jaden Watkins' devotional. And when it was released on Sunday, you know, look, I've got Wednesday's podcast with him. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, I'm working. I've got life. I've got events scheduled this week. I had to go ahead and read it. I got the ebook and um, I supported his work. So I purchased a copy. I asked him to be on the show. Um, and so if I'm asking someone to be on the show, you know, I'm buying their book. Um, if someone's asking me, they're sending me the book. But I wasn't going to do that to, the, you know, a 13-year-old author. I want to support him. Um, and buy that book for him. This is his debut, and uh, I want to pour life into this child and let him know that, you know, he does have people in the author community that are supporting his work. So, you know, I read that book already. I've already rated it five stars. I've sent him an email about it. And now I'm ready for Wednesday. But Friday's work, I have not read yet. <laughs> It's Tuesday. I've got time. So, yeah, I still have to have reading time. This one's a nonfiction about um, an author who devoted her time for television and for Sesame Street. And she has researched Sesame Street. And uh, I get to read about a show that I loved growing up and my children loved growing up. So that's going to also be another fun read for me. So, I am going to be protecting my reading time. You're going to be hearing more and more about my thrillers starting with next week because I have a new podcast coming up where I'm going to be working with an 85-year-old author who wrote a thriller based on a murder in her hometown. Can't wait to talk about that book. Um, and then I'm going to have Orlando Black series finished. Hopefully, I'm going to get Alex Cage on the show. I've already asked him, can he come? I bought his paperback. He's another North Carolina author. Um, he's That's a thriller series. So, you know, I'm going to be shifting gears because I need to for my research. So, you will start to hear me more and more talking about that world. And I want to park it here, guys, for a while. I've already got an idea for a whole new book I don't know if it's going to be a series or if it's going to be a standalone, but I already know the characters. I already have a cover in mind for it. I found it on a pre-made cover site, and the the you know ghost spoke to me on the cover, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I've got me a ghost super like I got me a supernatural detective type thing coming, and guys, I love it. It's going to be fun. So this one really excited me when I came up with the whole you know ideas for it. So I wrote all of that down. I want to be parked here for a while. This is something that I love and enjoy. So why not stay within this frame? Sure, I'm going to continue to work with my children's world because that's my life too. But um, yeah, for my adult genre, yeah. I'm going to stay right here probably for a while unless the Lord says, nope, look at that exit up there. Take it off. Take a detour. But um, I'm feeling very led to go into this direction. And the more research that I can do at this phase with book two, that's just going to be advancing my career. So I look at all of this work, the reading, the podcasting, all of that as a way to advance my goals as an author, to improve my craft, to improve my understanding of genre, to help me with connections, 
all of it, guys, for my future work. And if then I ask myself the question, is this, you know, promoting, helping, encouraging, inspiring? Is this pushing me forward? Is this propelling my life? You know, am I leveraging myself within the work that I've got? And if I can say no to that, then I'm going to have to start saying no to things. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to have to. So, you know, we shape this life we live in, right? The Lord is, you know, molding us and moving us and opening doors and opportunities. And so us navigating through it, we have to stay focused. And um, that's, that's where I have to keep reminding myself. Well, all right, guys. Well, I have to get off. It's time to get to work. <laughs> this is my pocket of time. You know, I was telling my stepson, you know, again, you know, he was like, well, in the car, you could listen to all of these true crime. I know you love this stuff. And I'm like, oh, I do. You know, because he'll come down. He was like, y'all watching something else, huh? But I can't listen to true crime in the car because in my pocket of time in the car, I'm talking with y'all. So, you know, in my pocket of time in my writing space, you know, am I going to spend that time? doing, you know, an A through Z activity that could promote, you know, or could do this. It's according to what the day is like. It's according to if I'm ready to write. All I know is by the end of July, I want this first draft done and I'm already at a great head start. I've already got two chapters in. And some of y'all know my writing style and my pattern and my speed. And once I get going, I can fly. I can move. You know, it's patterned. It's time and time again. And I just pray that the Lord is with me in my space that can help me maximize my time so that way the words flow. And that's what I'm praying for. But the end of July, that'll be the end of that Camp Nano. I'm hoping to have 70,000 words of the Sunday Killers book two, the Heather Moody series book two. I'm hoping to have that one complete that I have a working place that I can go in before I start the new school year so I can do my rounds of edits. I've, you know, I will only have to do the four rounds or three rounds because I'm not going to be going back and forth with Sally with an editor because I'm sending this one to the publishing company. As long as I just do a three round for that one, I can send it to my editor at the publishing company and then they can decide whether or not it's something that they feel led to pick up and to continue, and if they don't, I'm going to rework that book, and I'm going to start another book, and it won't be the Heather Moody series. I will rework it, and I will have a base that I can go in, and I can tear it apart, and I can build it back up, but I will have all of my foils, and all of my, the, the murders, and everything surrounding that world would then just have to be changed. So that's my plan, guys. I have a backup plan in case the publishing company just doesn't feel it. And they may not. And that's no issue with them. You know, just because I write it, it doesn't mean the world's going to like it <laughs> or they're going to like it. Um, I'm, I'm very realistic about that. And even with the Faye of Averly, you know, I sent off the Faye to a company that I admire and respect so much. And I would love to learn from them. You know, I'm still in my learning phase, guys. So I would love to be a part of an author community within Monster Ivy. But if they say no to the fate, 
guess what? I'm going to love them forever in a day. It's just not meant for them. They take a small selection of numbers. They're open for submissions. I'm telling my friends to submit. I pray one and all get it. If if we don't, we don't, but I've tried. And you know what? I will love them forever, support them, shout them out to the rooftops. The same way with my publishing company now. I've loved that they've given me the opportunity for the Sunday Killer. I love it. And I'm learning so much behind the scenes. I'm on the board with them now. I'm on an author board. And I'm learning a lot of things. Guys, if I wouldn't have taken that leap of faith, I would not have the knowledge I have now to put back into my own company when I retire. So I'm letting y'all know, all of these steps are advancing my author career. But I also have backup plans. And that helps me as I move forward, you know, not to put my eggs all in one basket. And it, and it keeps me with variety and it keeps me with constant learning opportunities. So here I am. Getting ready to learn how to uh, navigate my day because I'm about to start it. So let me get off of here. I could talk with you guys forever. Um, but the Lord has not made it to where this author career is my full-time job. Um, with your support, that helps me at least keep my author life afloat. So if you find this podcast or anything I'm out there working and moving and shaking useful to you, I'd love for you to support. Consider donating. I also would love it if you would check out my Patreon page, The Writing Warriors for Jesus. We are a strong Christian community, and we love the Lord. We love talking about Jesus and writing all day. Uh, we share resources. We're building conferences. We're you know out supporting and praying for one another. We're sharing out our work. So guys, if you have not tapped into a writing community and you're looking for a place, uh, Writing Warriors for Jesus. So pray about that. Check out my Patreon page and consider joining my writing group. All right, guys, I will talk with y'all later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.